Hello and welcome back to Under the Bridge. The <laughs> it's a podcast. A sensual yeah. podcast. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna be honest, part of me didn't think you were actually gonna lead with that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. I ain't no coward. I don't need no sitting pillow. What episode are we on? Like five? <laughs> Who cares? What do you have against sitting pillows? We're keeping it going. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> episode titles are, episode numbers are for chumps unless we feel like doing a special thing for one and I'm lazy, so no. <laughs> I want to do a special podcast. Maybe when we hit 100 or something. Or when you hit 100, we do a live stream. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not promising anything, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyways, welcome back, everybody. We have news and other things. And Nick did not watch the movie again. Yeah! <laughs> and I did. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had kind of a mental breakdown the other day. No, that's, I understand. No, that's I'm, understandable, and you did not miss much. Here, I 100% swear to God, I will watch Sonic. So, so let's get into the news. Okay, right into it. Obi-Wan's debut has been pushed back a little bit to May 27th instead of May 25th. But Oh no. But, there's a but. It's coming a with but. a... Yeah, it's coming with a double episode. So we're getting twice the Obi-Wan on release date. That sounds terrifying. Hello there. How, Hello there. How much? How much Ewan Ewan McGregor can you handle? Ewan McGregor. <laughs> you know, there is a T-shirt I wanted to buy at a convention once that, that it just said Alec Guinness, but it was the logo of Guinness, and I'm really <laughs> sad I didn't buy it. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. Very good. Pardon me if I get rambly or off track or whatever. I am sick this week. It's fun. It's not fun at all. I I'm sick in I, general, but that's... I mean, I, ju- I just left work. Yeah, same. Hey. Like, literally just left work. I'm still in my office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying down on my bed, comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Batgirl's rap production. Apparently that movie is still on track to come out later this year. Batwoman is indeed a thing. It's Batgirl. Oh. Shit. I said Batgirl, I thought. Is it Bar- it's Barbara, right? It's Barbara. Is she get I want an Oracle movie, so they need to break her legs already. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Damn, sorry. I didn't know there was a Batgirl movie being made in all honesty. Yeah, it's coming I, I straight to about HBO it. Max. Oh. Oh, so that's why. <laughs> yeah. But Michael like Keaton's a- Batman. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's, that, I would be lying if I said it, said that wasn't interesting. Right? It's really funny because this movie was originally supposed to come out after Flashpoint, presumably establishing whatever's gonna be up with the DC after Ezra Miller finishes his rampage against time and space. Their rampage against time and space. Pardon me. <laughs> Should we just segue right into it? Because it's technically related. You know what? Yeah, Ezra Miller's in more legal problems. Oh boy. What did he, okay, I'm pretty sure I saw it on the news, but I don't remember. What did he do this they... time? <laughs> they. What did they do this time? Uh, they've had a temporary restraining order filed against them by the couple they were staying with. Also, the couple that bailed them out of jail for nice. stealing from them and allegedly threatening them. In fact, one particular quote said during the court cases that Miller threatened, I will bury you and your slut of a wife. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. He is... Oh, they are very, very They're, terrible. They are... A very violent individual. Um, that is can insane. We, can we just stop having them play The Flash after this movie comes out and have them get help? Because For real. 
Honestly. Yeah. I don't even know why DC's keeping keeping them on. Honestly, probably because it would be a giant shit show if they tried to remove them. Yeah. Well, now that's uh, that's two actors now that they have legal problems with that they're keeping in <laughs> their movies. Wait, it was Ezra Miller and who else? Shit, what's her name? Amber Heard. Sh- yeah, there you go. Oh, I thought there was a whole thing with the guy who played Cyborg. Oh, well, they no. let go of Cyborg. We're not seeing Cyborg again. <laughs> oh, okay. We're not seeing... Just... <laughs> no, that was just... Uh, what, what What was his name? Ray whatever? Ray uh, Fisher. Ray Fisher being... Going on no, a I think horse. I think the thing is Ray Fisher had some valid points, but I think I think Ray Fisher took him way too far and kind yeah. of led into stuff where there wasn't. And I don't know. At the end of the day, not my spot to really judge because it wasn't there. And I have, especially in light of recent Joss Whedon stuff, I have little problem believing Whedon was an asshole. So mm. Mm. unfortunate. But what can you do? What can you do? But what can I do? In other news. <laughs> We have an Sorry. official Doctor Strange runtime. This is what happens when I trust internet scuttlebutt, because it turns out it's shorter than initially rumored. It is two hours and six minutes long. Okay. Okay. Which hopefully means a little bit of a tighter focus, make, really making sure it's a Strange movie. I hope so, because Strange has had a better arc across the last four movies he's been in than his own movie. Eh. Eh. I don't know. I haven't watched a Doctor Strange movie since we saw it in theaters. You're not missing much. It's one of the MCU movies, and I'm not saying it's bad, because even the worst MCU movie is still a decent movie, but it's very much a movie of, I'm not gonna watch this unless I'm on an MCU rewatch, or I'm specifically rewatching everything that has Doctor Strange in it. Hmm. Otherwise, I would be hard-pressed to think of a reason to watch it, because Doctor Strange is just more interesting when he's a... Supporting character? Not even when he's a supporting character, just when he's a wizard, instead Hmm. of a trainee. Trainee Strange is not super interesting. (laughs) I don't know, I remember, I, granted, again, only saw it in theaters. I do remember, like, enjoying it immensely the first time. Especially considering the last scene was memed to death almost immediately after the movie came out. Oh no, that's still one of the best ending scenes. That's, like, one of the best (laughs) endings to a Marvel conflict in the MCU. (laughs) In fact, I'd argue in most superhero movies. Well, I'm here to bargain? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I've come to bargain isn't just funny, it's also a really good deviation from, ah, yes, all I have to do is friendship harder at him and my powers will allow me to overcome. Instead, uh, no, it's, no the- I, have to, I have to save scum and annoy the boss into submission. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do I save the world? Annoy the shit out of my enemy. <laughs> it's great. I mean, true. Mm. It is something. It's definitely unique. I, 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 that was definitely, I think for a lot of people, my favorite part of that movie. Definitely, definitely. Moving on! Yeah, we're just flying through these right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I initially didn't have this on the list because I thought it was an April Fool's Day prank, but apparently they're actually making a reboot of The Crow. Who's playing The Crow? Bill Skarsgård. Oh yeah, I saw that. I forgot about it. What do I know him from? It. He's Pennywise. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> okay. The, the new yeah. It, not the... Still. Yeah, well, the old yeah. one's Tim Curry, and that would be a lot better. I'd love to see Tim Curry <laughs> as The Crow. <laughs> Okay. I was going to say, well, that was terrifying. So, hey, there we go. <laughs> well, I mean, Bill Skarsgård, you know, I think he could probably pull it off. You know, mm. he's got the look, you know, kind of. I don't know. He looks creepy, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, since we can't get Johnny Depp anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Johnny Depp is the crow. Oh, or boy. Ezra Miller. <laughs> or Ezra Miller. Oh, or Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is too old for that now. 
Oh, I was gonna say, like, what did Downey do? <laughs> I hope nothing. Yeah, well, I was gonna say. Oh no, all of his stuff's in the past. Yeah, I'm just mm. saying, if anything new came out, I would be devastated. Oh yeah, for for me, it would be Tom Hanks. Guys, I want to see. That's a difference. I, I just want to throw this out here. I want to see a biopic of Tim Allen's drug escapades. <laughs> A whole ass like movie about him like in his drug expedition like he was like a cocaine cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> didn't he get busted for his cocaine charges while he was doing Home Improvement? No, it was before that. Way it before was before that. Home Improvement. Oh yeah. Okay. Still though, <laughs> uh, I would love to see that movie. That would be pretty great. They they can just call it the Tool Man. No, they should call it they should call it the name of it, of his book. Don't stand too close to a naked man. <laughs> is that actually the name of his book yeah first off i didn't know he had a book secondly one well, that is one hell of a title yeah uh, okay tim allen is a man tim allen's a fascinating creature yeah a fascinating uh. creature <laughs> <laughs> what is this turning into let's move on this is turning into a <laughs> podcast where i want to i want to get to the new stuff so i can talk about the interesting stuff so i can go home and sleep that's what this is <laughs> Okay, what's mm. next? Which, <laughs> continuing along, so, back in 2015, post, or ar around the Secret Wars relaunch that Marvel was doing, I think that was the all-new, all-different, yeah, that was the all-new, all-different Marvel, where everybody was getting replaced. They had an idea for a character named Fallon Gray, who was going to be the daughter of Blade, and then that mm. ended up never happening. But here we are, seven years later. And we now have it confirmed that Blade's daughter, albeit under the name Brielle, aka Bloodline, will be debuting in Free Comic Book Day, Avengers vs. X-Men number one. Hmm. No. Is she an X-Men or an Avenger? I don't know. Blade was an Avenger recently for a bit, and then I think he screwed off to be Vampire Sheriff of Chernobyl. What? I, I was... I was going to say, Blade being an Avenger, that sounds like a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, I think, and I haven't really been reading much of this run because I hate some of the stuff Jason Aaron has done with the characters because, I mean, it's Jason Aaron. But my understanding is Chernobyl is currently a vampire state recognized <laughs> by the UN, Dracula's running it, and just to flex on Blade, he made Blade the sheriff. That sounds amazing. What? Blade has turned it around and is using it to basically enact police brutality on a bunch of vampires. Um, that's not amazing, but I still want to read that. Um, <laughs> I could have details wrong. This is just my understanding of what's happening. That sounds like the plot of the next Blade movie. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. That still sounds amazing, though. It also sounds like it's a very hard read, but it sounds like it sounds like something I would very much love to witness. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like something a 12-year-old made up. It sounds like the kind of thing that's really funny to listen to somebody describe it secondhand, but then when you have mm. to experience it yourself, it's like, this is much worse than I was anticipating. Like you the make one... this sound fun. You guys know about the Batman comic that's like, cyber, like, it's like cyberpunk where Batman's a virus? And everything is blocky and made out of really terrible 90s CG. No. No. Oh my god. I have it. I have a copy of it. I'll bring it to, um, you know, movie night. Oh my god. It It's very rough. At first I thought you were talking about Batman the Murder Machine, and that was bad enough as it is. No, it's set in the 90s, and Batman is a computer virus, or an anti antivirus that is fighting the Joker virus. And it's <laughs> what it basically it's like think Blade Runner, but they threw Batman in there for no reason, and he's blocky and looks like a character out of uh like 
what's that 90s terrible cartoon not terrible but just terrible looking cartoon where like all they're all video game characters pbs oh, cyber God. chase yeah it's like that but it's oh it, it, trust me it's terrible it's absolutely oh. god awful <laughs> It's some of the worst CG ever. Like Batman. Wait, is Cyber Chase the nineties? I don't think Cyber Chase is the nineties. It's not Cyber Chase, it's something else. But mm. I'll bring it I'll bring it on uh when we hang out. Neat. Neat. Yeah, I'm interested to see her make her comics debut. I, I think maybe they're doing this so they have a built in ready ready made way to keep the blade movie line going. Because Mahershala Ali is currently 48 years old. By the time Blade is out, he will probably be 50. So... Oof. Doesn't look it. No, absolutely not. He, the man is aged really phenomenally. Yeah. yeah. But... I thought he was in his 20s. Oh, no, 30s. I thought he was in his 30s, too. Like, he looks like he's in his, like, late 30s. Absolutely. <laughs> but you would be silly not to prepare for the point when you have to pass the baton on for this character, and having a ready-made replacement in the comics is an easy way to be like, yep, here's what we're doing. Yep. The new one. Because, <laughs> let's face it, that's what a lot of comics boil down to these days among the big two. It's basically the publishers throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks that maybe they can make a movie out of later down the line. Yep. Mm. Not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but is what it is. Mm. I okay. do love Marshal Ali, though. He's great. Really cool dude. Great actor. Absolutely. And the one who approached Marvel about Blade. He also looks exactly like Blade. He does. He is the 21st century's, or the, the post-2010 Wesley Snipes. 100%. Without, without, yeah. Without, all the crazy. Yeah, without being an asshole. Without being, yeah, nuts. <laughs> Hopefully they never have to CGI Mahershala Ali's eyes open. <laughs> what? In Blade Trinity, there was a scene where Wesley Snipes refused to open his eyes, so they had to CGI his eyes open. Yep. What? Yeah. Why? Because he's because, a dick. Because he was having a massive feud with the director. <laughs> like his 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 spitefulness is legendary. So I've only seen the first Blade. Oh, I just actually, uh, ironically, that we're, it's ironic that we're talking about this because I walked into my roommates watching Blade Two, so I watched like the last half of Blade Two with them. Amazing. So, yeah, just mm. really random, but yeah, no, Blade's a great movie series. I want to kind of rewatch them. Quite honestly, now. All right, and we're gonna jump a bit because this last bit of non-game news that I have is Morbius news. So we're going to talk about this, and then move on to other stuff, and then circle back around to talking about Morbius the movie. Oh boy. Morbius has brought in an estimated $39 million opening weekend domestic, $84 million worldwide. Which, considering the movie had a $75 million production budget, isn't the worst, but I would like to remind everybody, Venom 2 opened with like $90, $90 million domestic. 90 whole dollars. And 90 entire <laughs> dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety several Benjamins. Yeah. <laughs> so, with Sonic Two coming out next week, I don't think Morbius is making much more money. No, no. no so Sonic is just going to dominate the box office for quite a while. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I am especially too. looking forward to watching Sony go into crisis mode when this movie fails to make them any notable money, because you know they're going to immediately start rethinking and backpedaling on everything they do. Because that's how Sony handles this nonsense. Welcome to Sony. How can I help you? But no, no, seriously. How can I help you? Please buy our stuff. <laughs> please, please sell Spider-Man back to Marvel. Uh, we can't do that. Please, he's the only lifeblood we have. I, I beg you, let us keep him. 
God damn it. Okay. Mm, that's probably true. Then in that case, we're just going to move on to the next bit of Morbius news. It's not even really news. This just makes me laugh, and I felt like sharing it. Apparently, Tyrese Gibson fell for a fake tweet that was allegedly by Martin Scorsese calling Morbius the height of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. That gives me a chuckle. I just, that's, I, I love I, I, Martin Scorsese and how much of a complete pretentious jerk he is sometimes. I'm just, uh, I'm just amazed that anybody would think that he would ever call, he'd never call any superhero movie. He hates superhero movies. The truest height of cinema. I hmm. guarantee you Avengers Endgame could be the Godfather 4. Actually good this time again, we swear, guys. And he'd still turn his nose up at it and be like, mm, there's a car chase. I don't think so. I don't know why I've given him this voice, but... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, the guy, the guy me, is... I'm Martin Scorsese. He actually is a good director, so it's not like he doesn't have, you know, merit, but... And he has... He obviously has a... He can have his own opinion about shit. Oh, yeah. But... He is a little little too pretentious. I talk a lot of shit direction. for somebody who has no hit movies under his belt. Hmm? I talk a lot of mad shit for somebody who has no hit movies under his belt. Yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, hey, at least we're not Uwebo. We're not oh, boxing yeah. our fans. That requires us to have fans. We have, like, two. Yeah, I, probably. Fan number one and fan number two. We Hello, loyal you. listeners. Thank you for sticking with us this long. We appreciate it. And I just it. lost fan number one and fan number two. <laughs> you did it. How many fans we got? About a few? About a few. All right. <laughs> so, I think that's it for non-gaming news, if we want to move on into that. Hmm. Oh, shit. I forgot. Nah, I got I, I got you. Uh, Great. <laughs> I was gonna say. In that case, a couple no, of things. No, let's, no, no let's he's go, kidding. No, I, I was actually kidding. Okay. Uh, the main piece of news that I just brought was E3. Uh, yeah. Yeah. E3 is officially been canceled for 2022. And there's no pandemic to blame it on this time. E3 has been hemorrhaging money for years. Most of the major studios at this point have their own reveals of some sort. Microsoft has their own presentation. Sony has State of Play. Nintendo has two major directs and a shit ton of minor directs. We're moving away from the... Um, I mean, PAX is obviously going to keep on going on. Because PAX is more or less indie-focused. So, like, you got... You got your... Th- Publishers putting out your major shows, and you've got uh, your, you know, your indie games basically debuting, debuting at PAX. That's pretty much what the meta's like now. Yeah, but it the it's the end of the traditional game show. E three has been hemorrhaging money for years. It's not no no surprise at all. But I don't think we're gonna get it back. So it's like Marvel and DC no longer showing off their movie stuff, at least not as frequently at San Diego Comic Con because they've realized, oh, we can set up our own presentations and people will just watch those. Which, yeah, fair. Really wish Fandom had a fucking schedule, though. That'd be great. <laughs> Fandom is, uh, is rough, Chief. I just wanted to watch the Batman trailer, and I had to wait until the very end of the whole thing. I sat through so much cringe. So much cringe. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I was going to really say in regards to E3 is that it's one of those things where, yes, the writing is on the was on the wall and it's been on the wall for several years, but it's still kind of sad. It's the end of an era. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where now granted they said if I remember correctly they said during the press release that they are canceling this year to make the hopefully like physical event cuz I guess they're planning on having a physical event. I think they said something along the lines of we're closing it this year to focus more on the big physical like reintroduction next year. 
I don't know how much weight that has. I would be shocked if there is a show next year, in all honesty. It's one of those things where it's very sad. Or it's not surprising, but it's very sad because there have been plenty of times. I know that, well, before you like entered the group, Nick, I know there were times when a few of us would just get on Discord, watch E3, and then make jokes about it based on what people were saying. I remember having fond memories of just watching the E3 show, talking to people about it, seeing the dumb stuff that publishers and developers would do to get people to be excited about their games. Aisha Tyler. Oh, without limits. Oh. Aisha Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lady boner. Does anybody else yeah. have a lady boner right now? Or the... the... Uh, it was Girlwood, thank oh, you. Oh, sorry, G- Girlwood. And then, of course, you, who can miss that one YouTuber who came up to, like, present, like... I forgot what it was he was presenting... But, like, he just completely flubbed the entire line to the point where they, they just cut to commercial. It was hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. I, I just, I remember seeing the the um, lady, or lady would, I'm sure, and that was the only time I had a pure RE gold moment where I just casually yelled out, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also, memories of them bringing up special guests, and their special guests either not knowing how to talk to people, or the people in the audience oh, just being dumb. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the game developers are very antisocial, so trying to do an interview with them is just a it's disaster. Yeah, which, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. It's just one of those things where it's like... It's very awkward. You, you, yeah, you guys... Like, does anybody plan this? Someone has to make a script for this. <laughs> no. At least on the upside... That means we don't have to sit through another presentation like Take Two Interactive, where they show up to a gaming convention with no games. <laughs> God, that was so do- so dumb. Because they just basically merged that into the PC show, if I remember correctly. Devolver Digital had the best show. Mm. Devolver I'm Digital sure Take Two had their own separate thing, and it was literally just a presentation on look at how safe our workspace is, and look at how committed we are to. It, 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 it's a, it's things that need to happen in the gaming industry, don't get me wrong, 100%, but it's also not something that you can milk an entire presentation out of when almost everybody else is showing off shit. <laughs> Actual yeah. games. Actual. I say almost because Bandai Namco. Oh, God. Uh, next day's combat when? So, moving on to actual releases, speaking of releases, this week is another doozy of a week. There's a lot of big releases this year, of this week. Mm. So, the biggest release this week, Lego Star Wars comes out as of recording tomorrow, April 5th. Oh man! Someone actually kind of quick caveat. Someone called me at work, asked, out called us at work, saying, "Are you guys going to have that tomorrow?" It's like, <laughs> no, we sell used games. We don't get new games. He's like, so you're not going to have it tomorrow? It's like, no, no, I, I probably won't, man. Okay, I understand to- <laughs> asking the first time, but <laughs> yeah, you should have tried to sell- feel the need to reiterate. You should have tried to yeah. upsell them. Like we have Lego Star Wars for the PS2. <laughs> Honestly, I thought about it because I've done that before, but it was like, no, no. I'm just, How about no. the PSP or the DS? <laughs> we also have oh an God. Xbox 360 version of the Elite Collection. <laughs> but whatever. Regardless, this is obviously the uh, the Skywalker Saga, which is the complete remake of the entire saga of Star Wars episodes one through nine. Jesus. Yeah, it's gigantic. It has an actual overworld. It has like. 
a planet select screen. Like, it's huge. There, There is a little bit of, you know, some controversy going on within the company. You know, apparently, like, you know, crunch times and whatever. Apparently, like, the t- uh, Traveler's Tale got really pushed to get this game out on time. So hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not quality. It's getting good pre-reviews right now. And, I mean, I'm going to buy it probably not tomorrow, but when I get money, I'm looking forward to it. Another big release, MLB The Show 2022. Yay. I mean, it's <laughs> important to talk about. It's a major release for a major sports show, a game, and also, it, it's just like the second or third year it's been multi-platform. It was a Sony exclusive for a while. Really? Yeah, it, it, it used yeah. to be a complete Sony exclusive, and now it's coming to the Switch of all consoles, too. So it's not Presumably every- because the MLB went up to Sony and said, either make it multi-platform yeah. or lose the license entirely i don't I be- care which yeah. i believe that's actually what happened more or less i haven't really read into it but i remember hearing that mlb was basically like yeah no we we're not cool with you just having our game just being on your systems you need to make it multi-platform yeah it good on them it sounds about right but next game we got is chinatown detective agency for xbox and switch and pc some sort of a noir game of some sort. I, I don't know. Mm. It, okay. It, I mean, noir has my interest. Yeah, it's a single-player story-based game. Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition, which is the complete re-release of uh, Chrono Cross. It's a new edition of the game. Obviously a classic RPG, you know, classic JRPG. I know they've made some controversial changes to this one, but I mean, I think a lot of people are actually looking forward to it because you can actually play the game again if you don't, if you aren't like me and own a copy on. So, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely glad that the games are becoming more accessible again, but like, I don't actually know a lot about the controversy. I just know that there is a little bit of controversy out with the Radical Dreamers edition. I'm not a JRPG expert. I just collect them. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Same. Two two other big releases. Well, I, anybody ever heard of Godfall? That sounds no. vaguely familiar. It's an yeah. it, it's a Gearbox game, and I, I guess it's oh. getting a release on next gen consoles here soon on the seventh. It's it's made by Epic, so I don't know much about it. So it's just it's just one of the major releases. I've heard the name before. And then lastly, House of the Dead's getting a remake for Switch of all consoles on the seventh. <laughs> is it a typing game? No, that's Typing of the Dead. House of the Dead is the ah. is the twin stick shooters one. From the, oh, neat. Yeah, like, I I don't know why it's happening, but, like, it is. So, it, yeah, that's that's our major releases that, that are that are, um, that are coming. So it's it's going to be an interesting week. I'm going to be playing the hell out of... Honestly, I can't afford it right now. But when I can't afford it, I'm going to be playing nothing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that video game collector life. <laughs> oh, God. Today in history, though, just very quickly looking at some of the big ones. Ironically, 17 years ago... Oh, this is tomorrow. 17 years ago tomorrow is when Lego Star Wars came out. Oh, neat. For the Xbox. That had to be on purpose. That's just such a <laughs> random number, though. It's 17 years. <laughs> yeah. Eh, still. Enter the Gungeon came out six years ago. I'm, I'm going to start, like, focusing in on, te- like, major anniversaries. Like, 10, 1, you know. 10 years ago, we got a Super Robot Tizen game for the PSP. <laughs> oh, I'm cutting this. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Uh, Republic Commando came out for the Switch and PS4 a year ago, which... I do want to point out, I'm going to leave in the part that says, oh, I'm cutting this, and nobody's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually watch the podcast, thank you very much. I actually support the podcast, unlike some people. Oh. Uh- <laughs> Greg, you can't tell, but we're staring at you. Yes, I'm Fair staring enough. at you with my podcast eyes. 
Yes, yes. All right, continue. Sorry. No, nothing. Those are all the major, major, major releases and major history things with that are notable that I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like scour through every single year ever to figure out what came out. Understandable. I, I was gonna say, can I insert some racing game news, if not concerns? Please. Yeah. So last year, or I believe the year before, actually, um, Tommy there's knockers, a Tommy Knockers knocking <laughs> at my door. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. I don't know what that's a reference to. I'm actually the very Tommy curious. The Tommy Oh, okay. About a year ago, or actually a couple years ago, there was a new development studio called Motorsport. They actually make racing magazines. No one hmm, I wonder why. Um, and they got licenses to a bunch of major, like, like licenses to a bunch of major racing series to make games for them. They got the NASCAR license. They got the license for British touring cars. Basically, the biggest international sports car racing um, competition in the world. That kind of stuff. They came out with the NASCAR game, and it sucked. It was bad. Which one like, was it? it? Was actually, How bad was it? Um, so bad that pe- so so bad that they, when they sent out the press version, the press people were like, "Yeah, so this isn't the same game that's going to be releasing tomorrow, right?" And they're like, "Ah." <laughs> Like the game, it's a simulator that launched without wheel support of any kind. What? Yeah, um, and it also was just missing a bunch of things that you expect from a simulator racing game. It was the only time where, when it came to games coming out, I actually went to my boss at work and I told him, "If this game shows up, I am telling people not to buy it because they're going <laughs> to return it pissed off." <laughs> There were no breaks in the game or for the workers developing it. Yeah, no, it was bad. It was rushed. It was... And and it pissed off a lot of NASCAR fans because the last few NASCAR games weren't great to begin with. So NASCAR people were like, oh, this is great. And then they just crapped all over that. Well, a couple things have been, I guess, kind of popping up in terms of sim racing news. One is that with all of the unfortunate stuff going on in Ukraine, there's a bit of a rumor floating around that the studio might be in trouble. Because I guess some of the money that they get is from a Russian backer. Oh dear! It's also they also had a change up in their CEO. How how long ago was this? I want to say it was fairly recently. Oh boy! And their new CEO is someone who not only has no history with racing games, but has no history with game development at all. And then the last bit is that the British touring car game that I mentioned, which was supposed to come out this year, has been not only taken off the roadmap altogether, but there was a little asterisk at the bottom of the roadmap that said BTCC will will be will be um the reveal date will be um shown when appropriate basically. And oh, it's dear. like, well, these are things you don't want to hear from a game company. <laughs> Greg, let me ask you this. What is your favorite NASCAR game? I actually don't really play NASCAR games. I will tell you, I own a copy, a sealed copy of NASCAR Heat 2002, which is objectively the best <laughs> NASCAR game ever made. So it's funny, because I actually do own a couple. I have, like, Dirt to Daytona and a couple of the PS2 games. It's just one of those things where, and this also applies to the, the Codemasters Formula One games and a couple other series. I generally don't like playing the games for a series that I watch, just because it. I feel like it's... It's one of those things where I don't get the same excitement or response out of playing the game that I do watching the actual series. I mean, fair. It's also a thing of go- switching to F1. In order to make the games like interesting, sometimes they do some weird stuff. I forget which version it was, but one of the um, F1 games that came out in the last couple of years had a dynamic um, kind of season system where 
drivers would switch teams based on their performance from the previous year, because that's more or less how Formula One contracts worked. So it kind of turned into some weird stuff, because I watched some people live stream it. It turned into some weird stuff where Lewis Hamilton, who is a seven-time world champion, had one bad season and was kicked from his team to the slowest team on the grid. And that was something where I'm like, yeah, no, this... this Forget about breaking. This, like, just wrecking balls my suspension of disbelief. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really play a lot of r- licensed racing games just because I can never really, like, get immersed into them. Oh, fair. Makes sense. Yeah. Welcome to the Greg Talks About Race Car Games. Yeah, that was section. probably way too long. No, I, 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 no, <laughs> it, fine. it was actually really interesting, not gonna lie. I learned yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's uh oh god yeah this the, but this new motorsports it's company, a wheel of a I... time shut the hell up <laughs> that wasn't even a pun <laughs> i know that's what's funny about it that's no that's the opposite of funny that's aggressively <laughs> it's <unfunny>. anti-humor <laughs> didn't you listen to veggie tales it's gonna be funny in the future you lost no, i'm sorry you lost veggie me at tales says all jokes will be procedurally jet weed eater <laughs> <laughs> i what are I we did doing? Not, I did not enjoy Veggie Tales as a kid, and I rewatched it as an adult. And I'm like, I hate it even more as an adult. Cool. I'll tell you <laughs> what we're doing. We're moving on to this week's topic, which is minor movie theater annoyances, courtesy <laughs> of me and Greg coming to separate realizations of things at the same time. Greg, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. So, in this, in a sense, ties into Morbius. We have an AMC theater. Do people know where we live? No, it doesn't matter. Cool. Uh, I live in St. Petersburg. And we have an AMC theater in in downtown in our in Sundown. Now the fans will... can come and like watch movies <laughs> with us. Oh jeez, that's a terrible idea. I'm awful to watch movies with. Greg in the cast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually, with that, I went to Sundial because, well, to be completely honest, I didn't feel like driving half an hour to the regular movie theater while it was raining, and nobody goes there. Like nobody freaking goes there. So it's like, all right, it's going to be quiet. It's going to be whatever. Found out that they had plant-based chicken nuggets, but that's neither here nor there. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, whoa. AMC AMC sells, like, impossible nuggets, and it was one of those things where I know I shouldn't have because movie theater food is, nine, is like, expensive, which is a, definitely a minor annoyance, but it was, like, a thing of, like, I have to try this. <laughs> movie, theater, movie theater food is expensive because that's the way that the movie theater makes money. Oh, I, I know. I, I understand that. It's... Still a little frustrating, but but no. What the thing that annoyed me with going there is that, and I realize this because Regal does this just nowhere near as aggressively. I've never understood the whole thing of you're in the theater, you've paid money to be in the theater for the movie. I do not understand the whole thing of running advertisements for the theater that you're sitting in <laughs> and you've just given money to in after your previews. And in AMC's case, what they did is that they did the whole thing of like, sign up for a subscription service, blah, 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 enjoy your movie. And then they have a two minute commercial of a woman talking about the feeling of being in an AMC theater. <laughs> and I'm like, it, yeah, oh. and it was, and the tagline of it is AMC, we make movies better. And it's like, well, first <laughs> off, this is in front of Morbius, so that's a lie. <laughs> Secondly, you've just made my experience worse. Don't get me, I still like going there because it's quiet, but it's just one of those things of like, I have given you money to be there. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Relatedly, <laughs> I'm not a fan 
of how they've started putting non-movie ads in with the previews. Oh, God. At least they've switched to Verbo, and I no longer have to sit through Matt Damon daring <laughs> me to be bold and participate that... in the giant fucking pyramid. Oh, my God. The second I saw that, I th- that ad, I, um, I-, I lost it. That <laughs> ad makes me angrier every time I see it, because it is out of place and borderline... The only yeah. thing... You are comparing actual space explorers to dipshits who buy crypto. It, what is your guys' favorite pre uh like like favorite advertisement that's ever rolled in the theaters? Huh. I I have mine. It's the Mr. Freeze uh, millionaire one. It's the one where they parody Mr. Freeze for like the 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 air conditioner, the millionaire. Don't be a fool. <laughs> Stay cool. Go millionaire. <laughs> My God. For me. It's definitely and always will be until something else um gets bet beats it. The Halo Top commercial. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, I love it. So, so, oh yeah, yeah. You go ahead and explain it. So, I great. We only saw this commercial once in front of a movie. Never any time after that. But the basic gist of it is that there's this. But we've never forgotten it. Is no, the, is the key point. And you know what? To be fair, that is good marketing. Anyway. This woman is sitting in the middle of just this white room, and this robot rolls up and says, like, here, have some ice cream. And she, like, starts eating the ice no, cream. No, specifically, it says, eat the ice cream. Or oh, eat is the it ice this? cream. Not even it's, have it. It's the really creepy it. one? Like, it's an imperative. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Isn't that directed by David Lynch? Probably. I don't know. I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, just turns into this whole thing where this woman, very understandably, is distraught because this woman's, this, not this woman, this robot is force feeding her ice cream. And she's like, where is my husband? Where is all these people? And the robot just goes, everyone you know is gone. There's only ice cream. And the commercial literally ends with her, like, wailing, like, distraught in the movie theater. And it just goes, Halo Top Ice Cream. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, no. The even funnier part is she's... At at the end when she's when she's having her justified breakdown because everyone she knows is gone is only ice cream. There's a bunch of robots just all around, all malfunctioning <laughs> and just repeating, "Eat the ice cream, eat the ice cream." Some like I think one was like lying on its side or something. One's just kind of going around in a circle. They were they were all malfunctioning in some way, and it's like this is horrifying. But god damn it, I'll never forget this is Halo Top. And you know what? It worked because. The week after that, I bought some Halo Top ice cream <laughs> and found out it was the nastiest shit on the planet. That <laughs> Eat some ice cream. Eat some ice cream. <laughs> Eat some nasty protein-infused ice so, cream. That would have been mine, but I guess I'm going to have to pick something else. <laughs> and since I have the long-term memory of a goldfish, I'm going to say it's the new ones with Charlie Day doing a Mountain Dew ad, where he starts saying, Commercials are getting short. <laughs> do the do. Hey! <laughs> I haven't even drank. Do the do. Mario, commercials are getting short. <laughs> It's one of those things where I would like it more if it stopped right after the first do the do. Yeah. But it's still My, pretty funny. Very, 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 very off topic. Charlie Day is Luigi. I can't wait. Oh, My I can't God. wait either. Back, <laughs> Back on, on topic. topic. <laughs> another, another minor movie theater annoyance. I say as somebody who loves going to the movie theater and is glad to have them back and would not trade the experience for the world. Why is every movie theater food so goddamn loud? <laughs> You you mentioned this and you had to explain it to me and then I thought okay yeah, he has no a point. I have to explain because <laughs> all of it is rustly and crunchy and the packaging is loud like unwrapping the plastic from a box of candy is loud opening the box is loud the candy just 
jiggles <laughs> around in it and makes a loud noise. It's the most obnoxious thing on the planet. <laughs> but what are you supposed to do? There isn't really a quiet option. Even stuff like hot dogs comes in a plastic <laughs> tray wrapped in wrapped in something that you have to open up that makes you sound loud. When you go to pick up your cup to take a drink, the ice sloshes around. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? What what possible gain does this get them? Can we invest in like movie theater soup or something? <laughs> You know what? No, that's a terrible idea. Assholes will slurp yeah. in mind. All I can say to that is that I'm glad that they don't sell sh- sun chips at movie theaters. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Because those are, by far and away, the noisiest chip bags, whether big or small, that I've ever had to deal with. Like, I remember, like, buying sun chips and eating them at night, and I, like, legitimately woke up my mother while she was sleeping, because she was like, can you, like, not? I'm like, I'm sorry, the bag's so loud. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it was. They're not as bad now, but they were pretty bad like a few years ago. They're very good, though. But it's still like. Yeah, they're good, but it's still like actually genuinely the noisiest bag I've ever had. So I'm glad movie theaters, you can't get some chips. What if you could, though? Like, how bad would that be? Oh, it'd be so horrible. so bad it, you know you know um i would say you know we should like move towards getting healthy items like like fruit and shit no Let's but here's the deal or, here's yep. the deal or plant-based chicken when i nuggets. went to go see peter rabbit with with uh one of my i, I don't know who it was i think it was one of my roommates we, we were bored and wanted to go see a movie so we saw peter rabbit i got nailed in the head with an orange by a kid who was running around throwing <laughs> fruit at the tv what? screen <laughs> my god I, I, it's the best. You know, I, I got thrown. He threw it directly at my head. It, 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 I, it like rolled under my foot, and then he had the audacity to come and grab the fruit back. And he came up through the freaking row up to me. I looked at him like I was going to strangle him dead in dead in the eyes, and he grabbed it and then threw it again at the theater at the screen, and then started running around shouting, Peter Rabbit! Peter Rabbit! Peter Rabbit! And the mom did nothing to stop this. I swear to God, if I ever see a kid with a fruit, I don't know what I'm going to do. (laughs) They're gonna catch these hands. We're gonna catch the fruit. See, I started laughing because I'm imagining the kid from Home Alone just nailing you in the back of the head with an orange, and that's what made it funny. That parent can go to hell, though. But my oh, my, yeah, my brother was dying of laughter. <laughs> dying of laughter. And then they threw a banana, and Ugh. I had a dodge. I dodged the banana. What the hell? How is this kid getting produce? He stuck the fruit in. Who? I, I have more questions than answers right <laughs> See, now. If it were me, if it were me, and I'm just watching Peter Rabbit, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna go report that shit. Oh yeah, I was close to doing it. Oh, I would. You should have. I would have. hundred percent. You, know, you guys want to know the saddest thing? I was in the mm. front row. My God. My Jesus. That was the worst. Mo- that was the second worst movie experience I've ever had in my life. Being nailed with an orange <laughs> is pretty bad. <laughs> you know what? I would say obnoxious moviegoers count under minor annoyances, but I'm one of them, so I can really, I, that's stones in a glass house. Mm. But here's one that really irks me. People who, because now pretty much all theaters have switched to, you pick mm-hmm. your seats. Mm-hmm. Like, you have an assigned seat. And I hate the people who show up and claim a seat that isn't theirs and then they make you feel like yeah. the asshole for expecting them to move. Only caveat to that is the one time a guy took my seat with his colonoscopy bag, 
and I felt bad, so I moved up. That's one thing. That definitely gets a pass. I forget which movie it was, but I remember us seeing, I think it was a Marvel movie, and there was like a family like in our seats. And It was Eternals. Because we, oh, yeah. day, we got the tickets basically as soon as they were available. We got them for the dead center of the theater, and we go in, and there's this whole ass family I just remember sitting that. right there. Yeah. And we're like, uh, this is RC, and the kids moaning about it. It's like, well, blame your, blame your parents. Yeah, no, I remember the dad was just kind of looking, like, kind of looking at us, and I'm just looking directly at him, like, what do you expect us to do, bro? These are our seats. <laughs> <laughs> These are our seats. We paid for yeah, them. Yeah, we, we paid money for them. What did you think was going to happen opening night for a Marvel movie? Did you think? <laughs> did you really think dead middle of the theater was going to stay fucking empty? Mm. What the fuck? You were asking for it. Yeah, no. You didn't want an awkward confrontation? I don't believe you. <laughs> I had one time... That's one time I had bullshit. somebody tell me no about moving. Wow. I was like, can you move? No. But this is my seat. It's not anymore. What an asshole. Yeah, what that was the... I, was, I literally did not know how to respond other than like, bro, it's my seat. And he goes, no, it's not. I'm sitting in it. Look. And then like, I, I, I kind of just like walked out the theater and reported him. And then just... Yeah, I was gonna say that's one of those things where because you hate to do it because it's something so juvenile. But I probably wouldn't to be fair, the movie that I missed. Yeah, so this is bowling. The movie that rules. I missed, yeah. I didn't care too much about. So I mean, fair, but you know, it's it's the game of play stupid games, win stupid. They prizes. gave me they gave me a free movie yeah. ticket for it. So nice, nice. What movie was it? I forgot. Now I think it was. <laughs> I think it was Norm of the North. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I can't wait until my niece is old enough to see a movie where I can bring her so I have a built-in excuse to see all these dumb kids' movies and not feel like a jerk. But before we go into talking about Morbius, because I know that's the avant... I don't know a fr fancy French... The height of cinema, it. according to Martin It's Scorsese. the height of cinema. <laughs> I I just want to, like... Let's, let's try to, like, bring this back. What is your best movie theater moment? Best movie theater moment you've ever had? Period. Mine is something you would not expect. I would say, oh, it's it's kind of a tie because there was, and they both involve me or whoever I was seeing it with being the only ones in the theater. I definitely think, what was it? Profile. Having profile in an, in an empty theater was actually one of the best. Oh no, that ever. was so much fun. <laughs> it was because it it was such a garbage movie. Yeah, and it's it it's that movie. It's the it's the what do you call it? The one where all you see are computer screens, so all you see are Zoom chats and Skype oh, cameras no. and what have you, about the, the journalist who's trying to investigate ISIS recruitment tactics Wait, and ends up what? actually falling for her, for her recruiter. And it was just, it was dumb. The, the main character was horrifically unlikable, and obviously her love interest is also unlikable because the dude's a fucking terrorist. And so... But we had the theater all to ourselves, and there's a bit where it looks like the guy is dead. <laughs> he got blown up in some kind of drone strike or something. And we were just cheering. Yeah, like, the girl the is, like, actually, like, distraught and crying. And we're just like, yeah, he's dead! <laughs> Kill him again! It's like, hell yeah! It's, and it's the kind of shit we could not have gotten away with if we weren't the only ones in the theater. So, Co Cody, I'll, I have to admit, a lot of mine involve you. 
Like, oh boy. I, I, Spiral was one of the best experiences I've ever had in a theater in my life. I was crying. Because I called the killer? I was crying of laughter the whole movie. The whole movie. Um, like, I, I could not contain how much that, that I was laughing. It was insane. Um, the... That uh, didn't help that, that Chris Rock didn't make it any better with his acting. Mm. <laughs> no, that was that was a bad movie. <laughs> it's really bad. I love it. And I, I really like that movie because it's just so, so bad. Still need to watch it. My favorite movie that I've had ever in a theater, though, and this is going to surprise you. There was a school full of children <laughs> watching Batman, the animated Death of Superman movie with me. Oh, no. Oh, my. No. Me and my me, me and my friend Claire, we were at the theater and we got so angry because we saw the two truckloads of kids come in and they all had school shirts. So you knew they were a class. So some daycare or some school mm. had a field trip to the theater and brought all their kids, you know, to go to watch see Death of Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but Who the- does that? Who's <laughs> like, all right, kids, this will be a formative experience. Watch Superman die. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, they probably just saw the Superman. It's like, oh, it's a Superman oh, movie. No, but it says good. death of. <laughs> the best thing ever is, though, I sat, this kid that sat next to me was the funniest kid I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he was ripping on the movie the whole time. And I was dying of laughter. Like, here's some of the highlights. In the movie, there's a section where, where like, uh, where Clark goes up to, um, Clark, Clark goes up to Lois and goes, Lois, I've got something to show you. And then he takes off his glasses and she goes, oh my god, you're Superman. The kid just yells out, yeah, no shit, are you blind? (laughs) 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 And I just just couldn't. I almost peed myself (laughs) in laughter. It was that good. (laughs) He was just like sitting here ripping on them the, the whole entire time. And then on the other side of us was this very obviously autistic kid. And... He mm. was having the most fun of his entire life watching this movie. <laughs> so at one point, uh, at one side of me, you had a kid going like, "Oh yeah," like just like like just like screaming out and making fun of the movie, and the other was a kid going, "Woo, woo, woo!" <laughs> like just like absolutely enjoying the movie. And I I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever been part of." That's ever. amazing. I I mm. don't. Most of the time, kids are obnoxious when you go to theaters. That was the only time I legitimately had more fun with the kids there. That's amazing. I think for me, my favorite moment that I remember is I remember seeing. Pretty sure I was alone for this. Yeah, I was alone for this. I remember seeing Straight Out of Compton alone. The theaters, um, alone, yes, and it was. It's an excellent movie. It's a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and I feel like the need to point to this out because it. I feel like makes it funnier with what you would expect mo- most of the guests in the theater were black there like it wasn't completely like there was a good number of like uh, white people one of two of which being this one really elderly couple like <laughs> two rows down in front of me oh so you weren't alone so yeah what so you weren't alone no i wasn't alone this was in a theater full of okay. people but the, 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 you, um, you, uh, uh, okay you, you so, made it sound like you were alone in the theater. That's, that, that's why we're confused. Oh, no, Greg. I, thought, I thought you meant like alone as far as us. It's no, like Greg, no, we, I, I was the only alone person. As in no one in the theater, not like. Jesus. Oh my, my bad, my bad. I misunderstood. <laughs> anyway, we get to the part of the movie where Ice Cube makes, where Ice Cube makes, and NWA listens to No Vaseline, which is the 
greatest, just most ah, chef's kiss hip-hop diss track ever. Nothing has come close to it. So the scene is like the NWA, because Ice Cube split off at this point, listening to um to No Vaseline and just hears Ice Cube just taking a dump all over them. Everyone in the theater is just kind of silently watching alone, except for the old white couple down in front of me. They are jamming the <laughs> hell out to this song. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah! <laughs> It's the greatest thing I've ever seen because it was like I I I I'm gonna be honest. Part of me was like, you know, I was like I hate to be like this, but you know what kind of movie this is, right? And they are just jamming out to it. I'm like, all right, let's go. This is what I want as a hip hop fan. <laughs> just hip hop to jump across all boundaries. <laughs> that's that's pretty, that's pretty spectacular. Awesome. It it was one of the best things I've ever seen in the movie theater. <laughs> Uh, that that was like just genuinely one of the best things ever. <laughs> so now that we're all in a good mood, oh, no. I thought we ruined that by talking about Morbius. <laughs> yes, and there will be spoilers if you care. You really shouldn't. It was not. Yeah, good. here's the non-spoiler <laughs> part. Don't see it. Don't bother. So, as the only person <laughs> whose uh, eyes have been untainted by Morbius, was it really that bad? Let me put it this way, and uh, I've talked about it with Greg, and we have dissenting opinions on it. It is not the worst superhero movie ever made. It's probably not even close. I don't even think it breaks the top ten. But, I would, despite the fact that I'd say, at least in the last ten years, contenders are probably Fantastic Four, Batman v Superman, theatrical cut of Justice League, I would still watch any of those over Morbius. Really? Because Morbius is not worse than those, but it's nothing. It's fucking nothing. And I both agree and disagree with that, because my biggest takeaway from the movie, as far as its overall product, is that it was inoffensive in, bo- in like both directions. It didn't really like do anything... It didn't do anything like, oh my god, shocking in either direction. It was very, very, very... In a weird way for a movie about a killer vampire starred by Jared Leto, it was very vanilla, I felt like. <laughs> Because, like, nothing happens. Nothing of major consequence really happens. It was surprisingly or... bloodless. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, ha-ha, vampire sucks all the and blood. And toothless. It's actually a major... Yeah. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> but... It's a joke about the yeah. movie having no real bite to it at all. Uh, it's another vampire yes. joke, you see. No, it's just... I just personally thought it was, like, just wholly unoffensive. But I don't hate it. I think I didn't hate it because I walked into it knowing that it wasn't going to be great, so I didn't really, like, critically think about anything. I just kind of sat there and watched it. Which, I have seen movies where I've sat there and watched it, and I hated them. The most recent Fast and Furious movie definitely springs to mind. So, yeah. That being said, it was I have the opposite thing as far as movies I would rather watch, because I would watch Morbius again over Batman vs. Superman or Fantastic Four 2015. I'm 100%. Because it's not offensive, but it doesn't also do anything that immediately makes me go, oh, goodness, please shut up. No, that's valid. Uh, And I, yeah, also, don't have to worry about you hitting your head, Cody. I did do that. Yes. Yeah, no, when I first showed Greg Fantastic Four 2015, there was at least two points where I paused and I'm like, okay, let's review everything that's wrong just with this bit of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched Uh, that movie, and I think I'm happy I didn't. Yeah, no, don't bother. You, you I'll have to be. show it to you at some point. No, please don't. Oh, God. <laughs> Too late. You've invoked the wrath of Squidward. 
can I just ask whatever. about some of these points that you have on the notes that you took? Yeah, you know what? Let's go into spoilers, I guess. Long and short of it, don't bother seeing it. There's no point. What does Quidditch mean? What, what, what's the context for Quidditch? <laughs> oh, the director of photography's name was Oliver Wood, and I just thought that was really funny, so I wrote Quidditch D.O.P. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, how about uh, Hug Me Bat Brother? What he's, what he's recording, he, you don't even get a montage of him testing his powers, you get him sitting at his desk saying, <laughs> here's what I've discovered, we're not gonna show it to you because it's not in the budget, but I also have a certain kinship for bats, and there's a point when he's just standing in his bat tank that he just has, and one of the, uh, a bat to tank, if you will, and one of them <laughs> just like, lands on his hand and it looks like it's hugging him, so I just wrote, hug me bat brother! Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. I think the things that kind of did it for me in regards to stuff like that, or at least things that I noticed, were there. Were, I know this is kind of par for the course for these kind of movies, but it really did bug me how there were a couple of things where it's like no one's questioning this, like no one's questioning how did he capture these bats, and also just kind of being like the, well, the girl. They show us the, him catching the bats at the start of the movie. Well, eh, because it mostly shows the bachelor's just kind of like going at him. Yeah, but the I mean um, the implication is clear. It would have been nice to see it, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> my point. It's like I would have been very, I am very interested to see how he was able to contain those bats. I guess and he just also, the tank. Yeah, <laughs> and also um, the main um, female main character, who, to be completely honest, I had no idea that she was supposed to be a love interest until like the rooftop scene. Because it's like, the way they're talking and all that, the movie just makes you think, it's like, okay, are these just, like, really good friends who just give each other shit? And it's like, oh, no, you're supposed to be in love with each other. And then it's like, I... I'll give Morbius a lot of shit, but you really were not paying attention to this movie, were you? I don't know, I felt like it wasn't... You literally just had the brain off for this movie. No, I I mean, like I said, I tuned out (laughs) on it. Um, And then, what was the other Wow, Greg, that's, uh, great, great to know. Yeah, See, I had to tune no, in because it's... I had to take all these notes that look like you know what I might just put up an image. I might just splice an image in real quick. These these look like the scribblings of a crazy person. They really they, <laughs> they really are the do. Of a crazy I c- only killed the first group of people. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a whole bit where like Morbius kills all the mercenaries that he hired on the boat where he's doing his experiments because it has to be done in international waters because it's not legal. What? And then, okay. So he yes. kills them all, yeah, no. and then makes his way to shore, and he leaves Martine holding the bag, like, she's the only survivor on the boat, so they end up questioning her. She doesn't get, like, arrested or charged or anything, but then they end up connecting the dots, and they're suspicious of her later on. But it's also weird, because Jeez. the only reason they're suspicious of him at all is because they found an origami bat on the ship. What? I guess, yeah. I guess it's, like, in lieu of, instead of giving Jared Leto a personality in this movie, they just give him a couple of little quirks, like, being really into origami foldings. So, what? Wait, what? I guess it's, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he gets instead of a personality, yeah. origami. Origami? So, origami. So he makes Wait. a little bat, and it gets left on the ship, and I guess it's well known enough that Morbius, that Dr. Michael Morbius, Nobel Prize winner, is a is a esteemed <laughs> and famed paper folder. So they see the bat, and uh, they're like, ah, yes, it must be the one and only Dr. Michael paper folding Morbius. Can I be, can I be honest? Uh, correction. No Nobel Prize winner winning shit talk. You're right. Because wasn't there? Because wasn't there a whole thing where he just basically insulted? He shot it down because room? the experiment failed. 
yeah. Also, um, can, can we talk about how nobody in this movie seems able to pronounce anything because at one point Martine calls it the Nobel Prize? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. It's um, so it's not that's not even you could complain about the symbiote pronunciation in Venom before they ADR'd it in, but at least symbiote is technically a correct pronunciation of symbiote, even if it's not really ever been used in a Marvel product context. But who the mm. fuck says Nobel Prize? <laughs> Nobody, the Nobel because Prize. the man's name is Alfred, Alfred Nobel. Nobel. Yeah. But then she gets it later because her name is Bancroft, <laughs> and at one point, Tyrese Gibson <laughs> calls her Bancroft or something. Nobody in this movie can pronounce anything. <laughs> No. I, I, I just want to say I'm very glad I didn't watch this movie just because I am so freaking be. confused and it's amazing to see that this is a movie. Yeah, because nothing happens in this movie. I will say I felt like it was one of the, with Jared Leto speaking specifically about his overall performance. I honestly think it wasn't well, obviously it wasn't great, but it also wasn't like super bad. The only parts of like his performance that really pulled me out was like the second post credit scene. Because it was just the way he was talking. I was like, "What? Why are you like, like talking like a?" Because you know right they now. shot that five years ago. <laughs> can you t- can you tell oh, me like okay, yeah, what true. are the post credit scenes? I don't know any of them. Either of them. I think we should probably finish talking about the movie first. Go for it. Yeah. Because because yeah. okay, as bad as I make this movie sound, the post credits are worse. Really, They're the actual worst part yeah, of the movie. Really, potentially some of the worst post credit scenes ever put to superhero that film. That bad. Maybe film. No, I I agree with Cody because it was like a thing of like, because Cody like more or less spoiled the post credit scene for me when they were first revealed, and it was a thing of like, okay, I know that how this more or less does and does not fit in, but actually watching them play out, I'm just like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the rest of the movie. This is what is the song during Matt Smith's like? I just murdered people. I'm gonna get dressed montage. Wait, I don't what? Know. <laughs> Yeah, no, so Matt Smith he, basically gets a Tobey Maguire <laughs> Spider-Man 3 dance moment, except he's not in public, he's doing it in, like, his foyer in front of a mirror or something, <laughs> just busting out the most cringeworthy dance moves you've ever done seen. It's something to behold. With one of the worst songs I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> Matt Smith is doing his like, best to save this movie, and it's not nearly enough, but he's trying, goddammit. That's the only thing I've heard good about the movie, is that Matt Smith was, like, halfway decent. Yeah. Well, Matt Smith's a generally And it good stinks actor. because he keeps getting screwed over on these sci-fi movie opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last bit I had as in regards to the movie was that I never ever thought I would see a movie where I thought to myself, man, they actually underutilized Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> okay, you know what? Here's another one. So, in the lead-up to this movie coming out, when they were doing like interviews and press tours and what have you, Tyrese Gibson was talking up that his character was basically a superhero. He has a cybernetic arm. It's going to do all kinds of crazy shit. And you're not going to believe it. Movie comes out. He's got a regular ass arm. <laughs> Wait, what? Up until the last bit. No, up until the very last scene where we see him like in like a sleeveless shirt and we see the cybernetic arm. And it's like, and that's it. And there was a whole bunch of it shown in the trailers. Can, can I like, ask? Nope, that's all how, we're going to get. How canon is this to actual Morbius? Uh, that's I, I'm, I'm I asking don't Cody. know. You don't know? I am not a big Morbius fan, and uh, I did yeah. not feel the need to do a lot of research. Please tell me that in they anticipation of this movie. I hope they never make a Scarlet Spider movie. I hate Scarlet Spider. I would rather a Scarlet Spider movie, but I'd rather it be made by Marvel. If mm. I'm honest, but okay. So here's another one: the the train flying. 
What the hell was that? Wait, a train flies? What is this flying in general? Because it seems like Morbius no. can fly, but only when there's pre-existing wind currents, but <laughs> apparently an incoming train provides sufficient air currents for him to float on, or something. <laughs> I don't know. There, there, it's, it's just the most awkward-looking thing. It looks like he's in what, he should be in one of those squirrel suits, but he's not. So, he's just got his arms and legs spread out, and he's just fluttering around like a plastic bag in the wind, and it's just the most awkward, nonsensical bullshit. I hate it. I hate it. The, there, there was one line in this movie that got an unironic chuckle out of me, and it's from the part that Greg doesn't like, which is, so Morbius needs a lab, and he tracks some counterfeiters to their lab, which apparently has equipment he can use, and he basically beats the shit out of their leader to get them to surrender the lab, by which I mean he breaks the man's hand, and while he's doing this, he goes, you know there are 28 bones in the human hand? Crack the metacarpals. Crack the phalanges. And the pretty little stinky pinky. And pretty little stinky pinky <laughs> actually got me. I'm not gonna lie. It's not a good line, but it's the one moment where this man felt like a human being and not a cardboard cutout. Designed to just be on a movie poster. Does this? Um, and with that, the I was oh, just going to say, does this movie make you that much more um, give you la- that much less con- confidence in the Craven movie? Oh yeah, no, I don't believe the Craven movie is going to be <laughs> worth anything. Because the thing is, I didn't even think the Ven- I don't even think the Venom movies are good. But at least the Venom movies are moderately entertaining because Tom Hardy is really bad at American accents. <laughs> he is terrible. Weirdly good at yes, weirdly good at Venom accents and reasonably astute at bouncing the two off each other and making pretty good banter out of it. But if you took that <laughs> gimmick away, Venom would be shit. Morbius is Venom without that gimmick. Yes. It's just an absolute nothing of a movie. I, I, honestly, and the worst part is, it was supposed to come out two years ago. They had two years to work on this movie, potentially do reshoots, fix it in editing, and it feels... Like, somehow, in that time, either they made it worse or they did nothing. The movie doesn't even end. It just stops. There's just a just yeah. an absolute... He kills the bad guy. He kills Matt Smith. He goes flying out of the subway tunnel surrounded by his swarm of bat brethren. And he dead-ass <laughs> Kamehameha Hadoken a swarm of bats at, at Matt Smith at one point in this movie. It's something. So... He goes flying out, Tyrese Gibson is giving him a menacing glare, and his girlfriend, who we're led to believe has been fridged for his own man pain or whatever, but accidentally (laughs) swallowed a drop of his blood while he was feeding on hers, her eyes snap open, and the glowing red, and then the movie ends. Wait, that's how she came back? Oh, I completely missed that. Um, I was still upset about that because it was one of the things I was like, okay, so there's basically like no consequences. Cool. <laughs> and that's how the movie just it just cuts to the credits at that point. It's garbage. Yep. I so, hate it. Now I'm very curious. What are the post credit scenes? Oh so, boy. <laughs> first post credit scene. That same purple multiverse rift from the end of No Way Home opens up in the sky. And Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes ends up in a prison cell in in the Morbius universe, and he's not sure how he got there. He's just looking around, touching his face, acting generally incredulous for somebody who has no frame of reference of what they're supposed to be doing, and just goes, eh, hope the food's better in this joint. And then there's a news report about 
how he just popped into a jail cell and he's expected to be released, presumably because there's no record of him having committed any crimes in this universe. And that's the first post credit scene. Second post credit scene, Morbius is out in the desert, driving along. In a Porsche type. Oh, is that what that was? Neat. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was like, how did you... You are a wanted man. How did you buy that? <laughs> stole it. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the other thing. Morbius... Morbius is a pretty bad, pretty bad dude in this movie, honestly. But they try to downplay it because the mercenary point was, oh, you killed those guys, no problem. But once he starts allegedly killing other people and he wasn't, it was Matt Smith. They're like, oh, you're a monster. It's like, what about that first batch of people he killed? <laughs> what about them? <laughs> yeah, they were mercenaries. What of it? It's still fucking murder. Anyways, second post credit scene. He's driving out in the desert despite being a wanted man. You hear something coming, and up flies Vulture in a new vulture suit that he somehow managed to get, despite there being, you know, no sign of super advanced technology yet, aside from Tyrese Gibson's arm that we don't see do anything. So, he apparently got... Because remember, Vulture didn't build his own suit, somebody else built it for him. But somehow, he found somebody else and was like, hey, can you make me a giant high-tech flying vulture harness? <laughs> yeah, man, no problem, sure. That'll be, uh... That'll be $500? Or something. <laughs> I assume that's how it went That'll down. I don't know one. because they don't know. There is no answer. They're Wait, so to go. is that the is that the only like reference? No, no, no. It gets worse. Oh, I'm sorry. You were asking it does the only get reference worse. to what? Is that the only like? Is that the only scenes that Andrew Adrian Tombs are in this whole movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the references to Spider-Man stuff has been cut. That bit in the trailer where he's running by the graffiti of Spider-Man that says "murderer" on it, not in the movie. Yeah, there was what? a lot cut from the trailers. There was yeah, a lot. No, they cut only from the put trailers. that shit it in there insane. so they could make people think it was connected to the MCU. Okay, it's some of the dirtiest shit I've ever fucking seen. Okay, we'll continue. So he comes flying up in his vulture suit. <laughs> that he's eleven. He's somehow gotten for five hundred dollars. I assume because I haven't seen it. <laughs> then they'll show us how he gets the suit, and he goes, "Hey, Doc, thanks for meeting me." I'm still trying to figure this place out. Don't know how I got here. Probably something to do with Spider-Man. But I'm thinking, guys like you and me, I've been reading about you. Maybe we could get together and do some good. And then Morbius just goes, intriguing. And then it just cuts to the end. And that's just it. So, yeah. apparently we're getting the Sinister Six, but it's a team of do-gooders. Unless it's, <laughs> unless he's being ironic and his idea of doing good is being a fucking criminal. But then why the fuck would Morbius join him? What's the point? What what does any of this mean? <laughs> Trick question. There is no meaning. Fuck you, Sony. Why are they throwing Adrian Tombs into like why why is the vulture here? Why? Excellent why? question. I yeah. that that yeah. those post credit scenes are genuinely awful because it's just it's a desperate attempt to give the movie some kind of relevance. By tying it, because the the fucked up part is, if you wanted to tie it into something, why didn't you tie it into Venom? The movies that you fucking own, <laughs> and that actually people like seeing for some bizarre fucking reason. Wait, you they probably tied it are Venom. trying to do Sinister Six because Craven's next, right? But it's like, why do you even need Vulture? Just put in Venom. Venom would 100% be dead. Like, you could trick- you could trick Venom. You could trick Venom super easy. Hell, if you're being good guys, which- why the hell are you assembling the Sinister Six to be good guys? But why are you putting Morbius in the Sinister Six? I think he's been on the Six before. Has he? 
Well, a lot of people have been on the Sinister Six in some way, shape, or form. Okay, so we're getting Vulture, we're getting Craven. Presumably Venom. Presumably Morbius. They could probably get Chameleon from the Craven movie. Hmm. They'll use one more Rhino? <laughs> Black Cat? I don't know. We'll have Who to cares? see. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think... Uh, whatever. <laughs> Who fucking cares? If there's literally anything I can watch instead of Craven when Craven comes out and make content about, I'm making content about it. Still I'll watch Craven. Craven because I want to watch my favorite character get completely. Uh, you, you know that one scene in South Park with uh, Indiana Jones? That, that's that's basically what I'm gonna go see with Craven. Nice, nice, nice. Whatever. So I guess that's Craven, or <laughs> I guess that's Morbius. <laughs> that is Craven. <laughs> that was that that was Craven. That was Craven. So I guess we're good to move on to. The other thing that goes bump in the night, that being Moon Knight, which means, Greg, I guess you're signing off because you have not seen Moon Knight. Yes, so I will be taking my Very leave. Very good. Thank you for joining uh, us. Thank thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening, even though this isn't over yeah, yet. Yeah, please keep listening. I <laughs> please thank do. you. We're going to talk about cool stuff. It's Moon Knight. I actually yeah, saw this one. All right. Take it out of here, Greg. <laughs> oh, trying to. So Moon Knight was very good. Moon Knight was very, very good. I enjoyed it a lot. My favorite thing about it is, so Oscar Isaac's English accent, let's talk about that first. It's one of those things where, in a vacuum, it sounds really bad. But, once he's around, and I don't know how authentic the other British accents in this are, but once he's around a bunch of other people with British accents, it doesn't sound as bad. But coming out of Oscar Isaac, like... Oh, that's unnatural. It's very uncanny. It, it... It's like it's like when Daniel Radcliffe does an American accent, it just doesn't work. It it throws my suspension of disbelief out the window. Yeah, it doesn't do that for me because I mean, well, this one isn't as accents. bad. This one isn't that bad. It is not that bad. It's just very it the 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 voice does not match the face. No, not at all. Not at that all. being said, I like the way that they wrote the character. He kind of has a Wheatley feel to him. Yeah, he's a. <laughs> He's a hapless, well-meaning kind of bumbler. And it's I love that kind of character. Because shit outside of, his, out of, outside of his control just keeps happening, and he has no idea what it even is. And when, it's honestly, at points, you just really want to get the guy a hug, because it's just like, oh man, you don't, you don't deserve this. When did the episodes drop? They drop on Wednesdays. Okay. At three in the morning. Well, you're all about watching them at three in the morning. I'll wait. This is the first series that I've done this for, I think, since a couple episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think yeah. I did it once, and I was like, never again. But now that I'm on a three-day weekend, permanently, it's like, okay, yeah, I can afford to be sleepy on my second day off. What do I care? Yeah. I mean, if you're off, that's, I'm not off. So if it was on a yeah. Thursday, I could do it, but no. But yeah, no, I, I, I obviously don't really have much in the way of a frame of reference. But I've heard that apparently it's doing a pretty good job so far depicting dissociative identity disorder, which of course isn't the entirety of what's going on here, presumably. But mm -hmm. still, it's nice if if people are relating to it and connecting to it, and I hope that they continue to feel that way as it goes. I really hope they explain whether or not this is a museum of Egyptian history or just a museum that has an Egyptian like you know. It, it seems very Egyptian for you know a museum. I'm just saying, the British stole a lot of shit from Egypt. I wouldn't be surprised if they need a whole-ass museum for it. 
They probably have a whole ass museum for every country they've stolen a bunch of shit from. Oh. That would be... We're not... I'd like to go to Britain to see if they have, a like, a whole ass, you know... Like a row just of, of like, it's like, it's called like Plunderer's <laughs> Row. And it's just entirely <laughs> it's full just of, a bunch of <laughs> full of like treasures that they got from like different countries. Like Americans have any room to talk. I mean, uh, we don't, but I mean. Yeah, but it's still funny to it's do It's still it anyway. funny. Yeah, it's a funny, it's, it's a funny bit, okay? It's a good bit, I think. I guess if, if we're good to get into spoiler talk about this episode, I suppose, since we've just had generic stuff mostly so far. Go for it. What do you think the deal is with the scarab? I don't know. I mean, is is this? I think the scarab is kind of. To me, I feel like the scarab has to be like what ties the two personal, like not the personalities together per se, but maybe his powers together. It has some connection to uh to the god, right? I don't know. I think it might be because Harrow needs it as well. Mm. I think it might be something that will let him open a portal to the underworld or something and let Ahmed out. Ooh, or. Maybe that's what they... Maybe they're both crazy. Maybe they're both... What if they both have dissociative identity disorder? That would be a real... Like, he's... Imagine if Harrow is just some kind of mutant or metahuman or something, and he has these superhuman abilities, but he is not serving a god. He's just fucking crazy, and so is fucking Mark. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. Like, he kind of has Rogue's ability, but, like, with... I mean, I don't... Not really, because Rogue steals powers. Never mind. Yeah, and... Rogue also doesn't judge people. I mean, she does, but not with her <laughs> powers, just internally and externally. Just with her teenage sass. Is she still teenage? She's older. She got married to Gambit with, not that long ago. With her young adult sass. I think it was not that long ago she and Gambit got married. I, 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 I've been shipping them since I was a kid. Better than when she was with Magneto for a while. Oh, God. Ugh, that's gross. Yeah. Magneto's like... One reminder, that happened. Magneto would be like old and shank. He was reincarnated in a younger body at the time. That doesn't make it any grosser. It does not. <laughs> so, what do you think they're gonna, what kind of territory do you think they're gonna push with this? I don't know. I'm honestly surprised at how little actual action we got in the first episode. It was most, I'm not complaining. Yeah, it was mostly set up and I liked it and, uh, I don't know. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Uh, I mean, obviously I know nothing about Moon Knight so, like, I, I'm going into this completely blind, like most Marvel stuff nowadays. The funny thing is, most of what I've read of Moon Knight is his early stuff. Back when he was, there were still hints of mysticism, but he was still mostly just a mercenary who swapped between identities and the whole him actually having trouble keeping track of who he was wasn't really a thing until later in, so I have no idea either. <laughs> Great. This this could very well, they could just go that route and have it all be in his head. One thing I do think is interesting, though, is that Stephen Grant typically is more of the Bruce Wayne-esque persona. He's rich, he's fancy, he's cultured, but here he's just kind of a just kind of a working-class slob, just like you would He's be. an Egyptian Egyptianophile, or whatever. Egyptophile? Egyptophile, there you go. I, that's probably not a word. Right, we we just oh well. we just coined it. Yeah, Egyptophile. Anytime somebody says it now, I demand a quarter. A quarter of respect. No, one one actual quarter, the coin. Tender legal US tender. But you can't buy respect with a quarter. <laughs> I can if I have enough quarters. Good point. Well Yeah, um, enough quarters will get you so many rides at the supermarket. Uh I but regardless, I really enjoyed the first episode. I think it's really interesting. I really like Moon Knight's design. It's 
awesome. It looks really good. It has good. grown on me. I don't know. I'm I'm really just curious to see where they're going to take it because I don't know the character. I want to see if who if they're going to do you know have anybody else show up in this show. Well, funny enough, Layla is as far as we know a completely made up character, which has some people speculating that she might because typically, at least in the earlier runs, Moon Knight did have a female accomplice named Marlene. People are kind of anticipating that maybe the reason why she was switched out with Layla is because Layla's going to secretly take on a more antagonistic role that Steven is not aware of, but Mark is. Hmm. Who knows? But, funny enough, when he's scrolling through the rest of the calls in his phone, one of them, number 32, which is actually a reference potentially to Werewolf by Night, number 32, the first appearance of Moon Knight, haha, comic reference, the 32nd call is from Duchamp, which is Jean-Paul Duchamp, a.k.a. Frenchie, Mark's pilot-slash-assistant-slash-what-have-you. So, presumably that means Frenchie exists. Hmm. And hopefully we'll get to see him. Interesting. And, of course, there's also the fact that apparently that gold-painted statue guy was Bertrand Crawley, who... I don't know if they're gonna give him any bigger role in this, but... Still need to have him in there at all. I'm I'm interested to see how this where this goes is pretty much all I can really say. I think I'll have more to say on it once I see it's episode two and see what they're trying to do with the overall picture. But as an initial episode, I'm definitely impressed. Yeah. One one other thing I definitely liked is that it and I don't know how much of it is Mark trying to actually be nice and how much of it is him just trying to keep his cover intact, but he goes out of his way to make sure Steven doesn't find out about anything. Yeah. He has to he has to maneuver around all those personal booby traps to make sure Steven doesn't catch on. He went out and got him another fish. He puts, and he puts everything back where he, you know, when he's done with it. Mark Spector is the ideal room slash body mate. Oh god, body mate. Oh, he, here's one. What'd you think of Conchu? Which which one's Conchu? The, the god. Oh, the creepy, like, jump scare god? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty cool. Well, he's also he's also the other voice in in Mark and Steven's head. Oh, okay, that voice, the the weird. Creepy... Yeah, the one who says stuff like "the idiots in control." Yeah, I liked him a lot. I I like I like the, I, I like the uh, antagonistic voice, you know, of I guess reason. Not really. Not even voice of reason. It's more like just a boss who is phenomenally unsatisfied with his employee's job performance and has no way. He's basically he is the Donna to Steven's Mark. Just a absolute belittling asshole of a boss. Well... If he drops a scarab, I'll kill you both. <laughs> I mean, I want to see how he would kill you, kill them both. Would he just, like, pop up and jump scare them to death, or...? That's an excellent question. I wonder if going with the idea that maybe Mark is just crazy, maybe is just another identity. Huh. It could be. And he's sort of the midway point between the two of them. That would be interesting, and also probably explain... I don't know. I don't think F. Murray Abraham is Egyptian. But it, it, I'm sure he isn't. And I'm not saying that's a prerequisite, but considering how much this show has been priding itself on proper representation of Egyptian culture, it would be kind of weird for it to... It's like, yeah, here's this actual god, and he's not Egyptian. I don't know. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. That being said, I think I I think th- that we've touched on everything for this week. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more of this show. Can't wait. And hey, I only have to wait pretty much a night and a half. So that's nice. Ray. So, anyways, you want to just thanks for watching, everybody. Oh yeah, we're just gonna go straight into it. Might as well. Uh, this has been under the bridge with the Scarlet Troll, the Ancient Dugman, and sometimes Greg. Most of the right. time, Greg. Oh at yeah, this we point. didn't even do the intro, did we? My God, did we need to? 
No, they I clicked guess on not. the video. They know what it is. Yeah, probably. Anyways, thanks for watching, everybody. Yep. Make sure to stay tuned for more exciting stuff. Next week is Sonic the Hedgehog 2 week. Yes, and expected to go over an hour and a half. Probably. <laughs>